Good morning, Grinders. Welcome to the DFS pregame show here on Roto Grinders. I'm Jordan Cooper, aka Blender Ed, Blender HD. You want to follow me there on Twitter. And it's Monday, so you know what we do on Mondays. It's Mondays with McCool. James McCool, pay dirt underscore DFS, the co-author with me on the theory of daily fantasy sports. It's a 15-hour audio DFS masterclass at theoryofdfs.com. So get your questions. We'll be talking about just strategy today, pretty much. I don't know. We're going to talk about yesterday's slate or today's slate. We got a seven-gamer uh, today. Uh, so so, so maybe, maybe we'll talk about it. So post in the YouTube chat. As always, I see you guys in there. Give me those those thumbs ups on your way in the door. Hit the subscribe button if you're new here. Hit the notification bell to know when we go live. So James, uh, we're getting we're getting into the dog days, the dog days of MLB DFS. NBA's over, right? The Bucks won the title, so we don't we don't get showdown contest for that. I've been doing well in MMA the past month, so like I've been doing better in MMA than I have in MLB. So that typically it's the other way around. Uh, but we're getting into the dog days where, you know, we're going to start getting maybe some preseason NFL coming up, you know, preparing for the big NFL season. And you have to admit that the big money is in NFL. I mean, like when NFL comes around September through December, that's, you know, you know the people that haven't played DFS for, for eight months, you know, that's when they start coming around. So like, you know, once September hits, like I'm less inclined to care about these 40 man rosters and the shenanigans that go on. Who's going to, who's going to be in the starting lineup today for these baseball teams and care mo- much more about NFL. So, so are, are, are you, what are your plans for now that, you know, we pretty much, I mean, I know you, you're going to be playing some esports or something that, that they probably, something's always going on there, but what are your plans the next, the next month with, uh, with, we're, fi- we're finally getting to the point in the MLB season where, where you're you're finally you're like I can't wait for NFL because you kind of kind of get sick of it, and then we'll get to the point where it's like you know I'm actually looking forward to NBA being back mm-hmm. in October and November, and then after like the first week of uh, people sitting and and who knows what's going on and late and late news, you'd be like ah oh, okay I know why I I didn't miss this. Yeah, I I'm glad you brought it up because I'm pretty burned out honestly. Um, this MLB season has been rough for a lot of different reasons, but the main one being what we talked about last week with that sticky substance breakdown. Um, projections have been hard, I think, in terms of like projecting pitchers and stuff like that. And it's still been profitable. Like this, this has still been a good MLB season. Um, I've still been happy with the results of it, but I think usually where I'm, I'm starting to get burnt out in like the middle of August, I'm there maybe two weeks forward. Um, just because it's been, and, and, you know, maybe it's not just because the baseball season has been weird. Like maybe it's because I'm also running all the esports stuff every single day. And like, maybe I'm just a little burnt out in that way, but I am looking forward to NFL and I'm very happy that NBA is over because now over the next month, um, I get to put together the NFL month and that's fun. Like that's, that's one of the things that I really enjoy about this industry is being able to look forward and say, okay, how can I like open up the the model from last year. And then I always have a process. So I'll open up the model and then I will try to refresh it once just right off the bat. I'll just say, okay, let's just see if I can run this. Never works. Has never worked once ever, ever on the first try. 
something is always broken, whether it is a data connection to a site that I scraped stats from, or maybe I wrote the code wrong and it's inefficient. That's usually something I have to fix every single year. Or uh, maybe like a site changed the way that players' names are put together, right? So like last year it was Todd Gurley and this year it's Todd Gurley the third. Or last year it was Dalvin Cook and this year it's Cook, comma Dalvin or something. Like this next month is going to be cleaning everything up that has changed over the offseason so that when NFL season actually starts, we can just jump right in and like everything is ready to go. Everything's primed. Everything's ready to go. So in the next month, going to be cleaning up a lot of the NFL stuff. Um, at MLB at this point, I'm efficient enough in, in the way that I run my models that there's really not much for me to do outside of put together NFL and like obviously the esports stuff as well. So um, just going to be just going to be focusing on how to improve and clean up and get ready for the NFL season. And, and who knows? Maybe I'll do some preseason this year. I never do preseason NFL, but like I have a season long model this year because I wanted to build one. And um, after running through that, I have a pretty good idea, I think, of like who these teams are going to be. So maybe I'll, I'll play some preseason. But for the most part, I'm just looking forward to, to getting the NFL models ready and, and put together and uh, cleaned up. Well, for the for the rest of the MLB season, the thing that, that I'm noticing that I, I've decided I'm, I'm focusing now more on the smaller field, higher stakes, single entry, three max, four max, whatever. Like, like typically DraftKings has like the, the 250, four max, the 121 single entry. I mean, obviously they occasionally run those, the, the 762 with a 555. Yeah. I'm not necessarily playing that as much, but now that they, now they're doing like the $5, like super lotto stuff yeah. you know 70,000 entries five and tip, typically that's my cup of tea the problem with this point of the season like we see this in every sport the beginning of the season we get a lot of new money in mm-hmm. and then it starts drying it starts drying up as the season goes on late just like like late nba it's like the only the true degenerates are playing late nba right like in the beginning of the season you you get weaker action you get, you get you get more action from weaker players. As it goes on, you don't get as much. And typically, like my biggest struggle has always been that the smaller field, higher stakes contests are more stable, mm-hmm. less swingy because the payout structure tends to be a little bit flatter, and uh, you don't have to beat you know you don't have to get the absolute nuts on the slate to win. Uh, but the problem is, is that the strength of the field is so much strong is, is stronger versus the large field contests where you'll get plenty of bad lineups. You'll, I mean, you could get up to 20% of lineups that have virtually no chance to win. And that pays for the rate plus then. And like, why wouldn't I play as many lineups as I can into these? The problem is, is that it's hard to realize your, your EV and, even in a season's worth of contests, right? So as the season goes on, you take you start taking a look at these CSVs and even in the large field contests, they're getting relative, relatively stronger, you know, because less less weak money is playing. The, diff- the thing is, is that these, these, these super lottos, I mean, the, the amount of 150 maxers there are is quite finite. There aren't going to be new, as many new, I'm going to put in 150 lineups type of people. Now, when the bat flip on DraftKings is $18, 
a lot of t- more than half of the entries into that contest because typically it's only around ten thousand, maybe twelve thousand entries. Sometimes it's even less. Uh, half half the entries are from people that play one hundred and fifty max, yeah. and playing one hundred and fifty max is not an advantage. Like we 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 you could go into the the theory of DFS course. We explain that all. It just people that play 150 lineups are the better players because you wouldn't be able to survive as a bad player playing 150 lineups. You'll be, you'll be broke at some point, right? And yeah. you go away. So it's, it's more of a, a correlation, not causation type of situation. So with the finite amount of 150 maxers, obviously a contest that has 70,000 entries, less percentage of the field are those players. Now it may stimulate people that normally put in 10 lineups to put in 50 lineups. I mean, they may still be a good uh, amount of strong players that put lineups in, but with the, the amount of money that we're not going to get new MLB money coming in, in August, if anything, it's going to be working towards NFL. It's going to be the preseason contest. It's going to be the hall of fame game. It's going to be that type of stuff that I'm trying to, I'm trying to figure out what's the best way to allocate my bankroll on a day-to-day basis. And from my perspective, I think I'm, it's weird to say, I'd rather put more money, not more money, but I'd rather save some volume to put it into preseason NFL. Because I mean, we see some of these slates where the guy that's not even, even is going to be in street clothes is 8% owned, right? Cause he's the, he's the starting running back, but it's like, they've already said he's not playing. Uh, and then for MLB, instead of trying to, you know, bank a 70,000 person tournament, if the field strength with the amount of dead money going down is going to get closer and closer, why don't I just play the smaller field stuff and just, you know, make make the best decisions I can with the few lineups that I'm going to play? And then, and then, you know, basically wait for September for NFL. Like, I don't know. I don't know what you're doing with your bankroll challenge i mean you're you're not playing the level of contests that i'm playing regardless because you're playing the you know the mini max type the one dollar the 20 max those types of contests but are, are are you making any type any type of uh change in in the contest selection that you're playing or are you just are you gonna just keep on doing what you're doing no i mean i've had to make a change because we've talked about if for those who have been watching the show for you know months well, i hope they have i i also hope they have um i have talked at length about having mme as a leak in my game where like i like the concept of enemy i think that i understand how to play mme well i don't know that my process is great so i have been really trying this year to to plug that leak uh i'm still not great at it newsflash from mlb um, so I have had to make a change. I did take a break, uh, from like actual dedicated playing, uh, about two days for the all-star break. And I played yesterday, but I've been spotty because like I said, I've been burnt out. Um, and I think that when you're burnt out, like you have to be able to give yourself a break and you have to be able to like sit back and say, if I play this, I'm going to make mistakes because I'm not in the right mind mindset to actually make good decisions right now. So I took a little bit of a break, um, but going back into it, I do have to reassess and I have to go in and say, okay, I need to be playing like the $12 single entry. I need to be playing like the $20 three max, stuff like that. Because when I look back at my OME stuff, it's not near as good as my single and three max entry stuff, because that's where I come from, right? 
my best play in the way that I do the best in any sport in DFS is that single to three entry max, usually that 150 to $250 range. That's usually what I want to play. So I need to be able to go back to that for my bankroll challenge. But in regards to how the rest of the season plays out, like you're right there, there's less dead money. There's less opportunity to kind of take advantage of people making a lot of mistakes because we are getting into the point. I mean, we probably have maybe a month left. I would say three weeks left of like, people are still just mainlining MLB because frankly, there's nothing else to do there. There's PGA. There is, if you're with me or if you're with one of the other guys who provide esports content, there's a lot of esports to be done, but MLB is the only main sport. So I think we're going to have about three weeks left of people doing that stuff. But as soon as preseason NFL hits, um, you, you and I have talked at length about the last month or so of every season you really got to just drop down your volume. I think just uh, unless you are doing it for a living and this is like the only sport that you're playing, but like you, you do this for a living. And I'm, I'm sure that during the last month of the season, you're going to be jumping onto the new money in NFL. And like, I would say most, most seasons of the past MLB seasons, typically I don't even play in September. Right. Yeah. Because the, the money is so much easier to make in the next sport. It's why I tell everybody who subscribes and anybody who will listen to me, that the first month and a half of every sport is the most profitable that you can be just because like, there's so much new money. There's so many deadlines. There are so many people that are just going in and making bad decisions. And those bad decisions and those worst players are lesser and lesser and lesser as the season goes on. And then the last month and a half of every season of every single major sport it's just the degenerates and it's just the pro players and it's just the people who are good. And like you said, the skill, that skill gap is starting to close a little bit as the season goes on. So you want to go on to the next thing where that skill gap is wider, where you can take advantage of more mistakes. So I'm not sure what my plan is for the next like month in terms of my bankroll for MLB. I'm definitely going to drop down a little bit. Um, I've been playing somewhere between four and 5% of my bankroll in the bankroll challenge. Um, I'm going to drop that down to somewhere between two and 3% um, and just start focusing more on NFL and focusing a lot more on moving forward into where there is more dead money so I can take more advantage of that. I'm going to see if I can bring I have my rotor tracker. I mean, I updated this maybe a week or two ago. Uh, weekday, do we have, do we have, do we have month? Can I, do, can I separate it by, I don't know. I've never tried to do this. Let's see. If I, is it in Rotor Tracker? Can I do it by month? Yeah, you can put a time on it. Yeah, but I just want to know, like, every, like I want to know every September combined. Oh, oh, no, I don't think you can No, do I don't think you could do that, right? Because you could do weekdays, right? You can't just... Yeah. I mean, I could do it by month by month and then add them up. But I just thought, like, just show me January's, February's, March's. No, I don't think... I mean, I could do that in Excel, but I mean... Yeah. Okay, I can't... I can't do... I was... Because I was, I was, I'm, I'm surmising. I believe my most profitable ROI percentage-wise is September's, right? And I, and I've only been playing NFL for like four years. So like, I didn't even start playing NFL. So it's like you have like maybe three and a half seasons yeah. of NFL. But September, like, like to me, uh, and someone's asking in in the chat about uh, about cash games. Uh, oh, the same absolutely applies. Actually, it's 
it applies faster. I would say more. Right. Yeah. But cash games, meaning head to heads, double ups, stuff like that. Like, uh, like on DraftKings now, I, I'm, not, I'm not even bothering with MLB, any cash games at all. It, it, there's no, there's no dead. It, it, I don't want to say no, but there's virtually no, I, I couldn't sell a head to head if I was in a used car, you know, lot. I mean, like FanDuel, different story. FanDuel is a little bit easier. Uh, and also on FanDuel, I have still have low stakes eligibility. So that's a different story. But on DraftKings, $5 and up. I mean, number one, I can't sell games. Any, anything that I'm going to be taking is is going to be people that are already posting in the lobby. So, and I look in the lobby and it's all sharp. It's all sharp enough players. And then I look in the double ups and I'm like, where's the dead money? Where's right. like, even in the beginning of the season on DraftKings, it was, it was, it was, it wasn't. There, there wasn't that much of an influx of in, in the cash games. Now, in the GPP, sure, yeah. There's plenty of dead money there. Uh, FanDuel, a little, little bit easier. Uh, but in, in, like, NFL, like, to me, like, the first, the first four to six weeks of NFL, like, I'll, I'll always play cash, cash games. Like, the, the difference between the strength in the first in September versus December is dramatic, in my opinion. Oh yeah, I could, I could probably uh, in NFL sell two to three thousand dollars, four thousand dollars of head to heads at that that I want. Like not like auto match, not like just like post them and whatever. And I typically post once the once the salaries come out. I post I post head to heads, even if it could be three four weeks in advance. I don't care. I just want random people to start taking them, but. I found that, you know, especially, especially for cash games, the beginnings of seasons or the first month of any season baseball. Cause we had the problem with baseball this year is that basketball went on for as much yeah. long that, that the seasons were misaligned that it normally would be. And also there's probably less interest in playing in playing cash games in MLB truthfully. Uh, and there's less interest. I've noticed year over year since starting in 2015, that the interest, the casual participation in double ups and head to heads has gone down year after year. Cause most, cause most people want to put in a little money and win a lot. So they're going to yeah. play GPPs. They're not going to be excited to play a double up. A lot of times in double ups, you're playing against other people that, you know, subscribe to some other site or, you know, that they, you know, they're, they're looking to do it for, for, for beer money or for a li- to living to some extent, you know, and they're, tr- they're trying to beat the games for a small edge. And it's like the differences between our lineups aren't that drastic. People aren't making big mistakes. Maybe you may see two or three guys at the bottom of the day. Yeah, sure. Okay. Right. But not on mass. So like, as, as time goes on, like I I've always been focused on GPPs, even though my cash volume, I always play high cash volume, but the cash volume is there just to even out the swings of the GPP. So I'm, I'm not making the majority of my money on cash games, even in NFL where I do make money, it's to even out. Now I could play, you know, the three entries into the power sweep and the, and the spy. And, and then I play a hundred entries into the slant. Like I'm playing enough GPP entries that like my cash games for the season, like pay for like a lot of that anyway. So it's like, I'm, I'm, I want to have swings not be dramatically up or down. So, but I'm still, I'm not going to just play cash games for the sake of doing so. And going and going into a 23 man double up, 22 man double up and seeing all the same names and going, like, what's the point of this? 
Like we're all losing to the rake at best, right? I mean, like, like if everyone's equal. So like to me, can't like to me, you should not be DFS. If you're if you're looking to make money, you should not be focused on cash games. I've I've said that I've said this a million times. If you're starting, especially with a small bankroll, do not bother at all. You might as well just get a part-time job at McDonald's or something. If the only thing that you would be playing cash games for is that number one, you're good at them and it's it evens out your GPP swings, or you're looking to be the best cash player and then build yourself up to, you know, end up playing Empire Maker for 50K head to heads a slate. Like you want to get, you have to start somewhere, right? But you start at, at the very low end of the spectrum. But to build up your, your bankroll to that extent would take you God knows how long, 10 years, right? To compound all the way up like that. So that that's why I say, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't think it's worth it. In the the only time to, to me, even if you're playing on a small bankroll, is the is the start of the NFL season. Like week one, I mean, seriously, I could look at some, I could look at half my the head heads that get sold and go, what are these people doing? Sometimes they beat you, and yeah, some of these sometimes sometimes they beat you, right? But you take a look at the lineups and you go, especially the first week where a lot of times where we get the salaries come out like three three four weeks in advance. And then there's injuries, there's thing, you know, you get, you, you get running backs that, you know, 4,000 that are obviously should be 3,000 more wide receivers. Oh, the wide receiver one of this team is 3,800 and has a target share of 27% because of some preseason thing or whatever. Like it's going to be so inefficient that you see people playing head to heads and you go, how, 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 did, how did this guy not take the two 45% owned dudes that are in double ups? And then you look in double ups and you're like, why is this dude only 45%? He should be like 80%. At his price, so you get a lot of mistakes the first the first week, especially, but the first, typically the first month. So I don't I don't mind putting money into that, but as the season goes on, I'm I'm focused on on winning GPPs. That's where more of the dead money is. So that's so that's my attitude when it comes to August with uh, MLB. Where's the dead money? Well, there's there's not that much dead money anywhere. So where's the where's the, where's the least the most amount of dead money? in comparison to the variance I have to do to realize my, my EV. Well, you could say these super knucker balls at $5 could be where most of the dead money is, but I could, I could $5 super knuckle ball is what? Seven fifty. Sometimes they make it six bucks and it's 900 to max center. Like if I do that for 30 days straight, I mean, I'm, there's no guarantee that I bink any of them. Right. And if less casual people are playing anyway, like why don't I just why don't I just play the five fifty five with one lineup, right? I may cash. I I I may not lose as much money in the process of potentially binking a similar amount of money, fifty k to first, hundred k to first in the five fifty five, and a much smaller field. Yes, the field strength is is higher, in general, but I think that the the suit the large field stuff is about the same anyway. So, so. That's my shift. So, but in the beginning of NFL season, I do the I do the complete opposite. You start with like cash games, large field, and then by December, I'm primarily playing the higher stakes, smaller field stuff because it's less likely, James, that someone. I mean, I guess not. I mean, I would have to I would have to ask around, or I, I just or I I could play I could play, I mean I'll play the power sweep I'll play the the mid the hundred dollar hundred fifty two two hundred level stuff regardless. 
but just to look at the CSVs and see the comparison. Because you have to think, you know, it's not just necessarily the money. I mean, like, there's still, there are richer people that are, it's the first week NFL season, I'm entering the $1,000 contest, right? I mean, like, like we see that in poker, like just because the stakes are high doesn't mean you don't get bad players in high stakes. So maybe it's the type of thing that, is it more across the board in the beginning of NFL season that even at higher stakes, you still get a, a percentage of really, really bad dead bunny type of players. And it just periodically goes down evenly. I think I can't see, I, I have to think that the proportion of dead money has, has to be in the small, in the small stakes, large field stuff, regardless in proportion to the higher stakes stuff. Yeah, it's it would be hard for me to think there would be a similar percentage of dead money in each payout bracket, right? Like if you have the massive GBP, especially like the the three dollar, like that huge like two hundred and fifty thousand person three dollar tournament or something like that. I mean, that's where the massive percentage of dead money, and we're not talking like base entries because of course there's like way more base entries we're talking percentages so if there's like 23 percent of the massive three dollar tournament in nfl is just straight up none of those tournaments none of those lineups stand a chance i don't think that there's 23 percent of the 555 or of the wildcat the 333 i don't think there's 23 percent of the wildcat that is also dead money maybe it's like 18 percent Maybe it's like, maybe there's still enough to pay the rake the first month, but I don't think that you're gaining any like extra percentage above the rake. I, I don't, I could be wrong. I don't know. I'd I, argue it's even lower than 18% <clears throat> of the Wildcat. Yeah, I, I was, I mean, I, I was thinking that was high. Like I, how many entries are in the Wildcat? There's like 5,000 or something like that. I don't remember. Something, like something around there. So there's probably, yeah, I, I, I would think there's probably only like, 12% maybe 10 to 12% of dead lineups in, in the wildcat and dead money. It's not in the dead lot. Not, they're not dead. dead, just dead that hev- heavily negative EV. I would say sure. that's a better way of putting it. That's a better way to put it. Right. Um, but then like in the thousand dollar in, in the, in the luxury box, I, that it's gotta be like 5%. Right. There's, there's no way that 23% of the luxury box is dead money. I, I mean, if you're playing those stakes, Maybe there's like maybe there's like 20 people in the luxury box that are just like, I'm gonna throw money at this because it's the first week of the NFL season. I'm gonna throw money at this because I think I got unlucky last week and it's the second week of the NFL season. I don't think that there's a lot of people that are playing that. Um and, and I we, even- we have to define, but James, we always have to define. I just want to make it clear for people that may, may not we've had these types of discussions before. Dead money does not mean dead lineups. People think of dead money and go, oh, you're talking about lineups that like have injured players in them, have like people that aren't starting. I'm talking dead money. If you play your cash lineup, a heavily owned cash, everything is no correlation, heavily owned cash lineup that I consider you dead money also. Yep. Anything, anything that ha- that is negative, because if you ran it over a million times, you'd be negative EV. You'd cash a lot, but you'd almost never, almost never, you possibly never win first. I would even to argue me, that that's dead money. Cash. So when so when you're talking about the wildcat or or the luxury box, even 
Like a, a dead lineup in the luxury box to me is a the, like the if crunched by ownership type of lineup, mm-hmm. right? The highest owned players at every position, the highest owned defense. It's like I'm not I'm not even sure how you win the luxury box, and the luxury box is a very it's a three thousand dollar contest with like 120 people in it. So I mean, like that's the that's the contest you're most likely to win with a cash lineup, and that wins so little. So if you're playing the wild, let's say you're playing a 333 in the wildcat with 5,000 entries. If you talk, if I showed you a lineup that looked like your cash lineup, but maybe the quarterback and the wide receiver are correlated. To me, that's still a dead lineup. It's still a lineup that has like no leverage. That like it's 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 heavily negative EV, even though it min caches a lot more often than other lineups. Mm-hmm. If you played this a hundred thousand times, it would be one of the one of the most unprofitable lineups in the contest. Because it rarely, if ever, wins top five or anything. Well, so that and- to me is that's a deadline. So someone that comes in, it's like I know, I know, I know DFS, NFL DFS. I know what the good plays are, and I'm just going to build a lineup that like is duplicated in double ups, right? Like that type of like. To me, that's a deadline up also. So yeah. it's not just people that are just like mashing buttons and playing right. guys that who knows who and whatever overpaying for this guy and playing this guy that that's on a snap count and the defense against, I mean, like I, th- those are bad lineups too. Right. But even those min cash lineups to me, they're, they're dead lineups as well. So you could find that to me, that's the biggest edge because in large field GPPs, even in small field ones, you, you find a lot of those lineups, you find mm-hmm. what are the best plays and you take a look at those lineups. If you were to take those lineups and then simulate the contest a million times like those lineups never win like they, they never, so you're paying and you don't min cash often enough so that lineup like you pay you if, if for every dollar you put in it returns like 60 cents right so it's like well it returns 60 yeah but that's not like yeah it returned because it min cashes enough but never wins but over a million times i'm playing a lineup that wins point something percent of the time comes in the top 10 point something percent of the time. And then over the course of a million trials, 10,000 trials, whatever, a large number of trials, my lineup put in $1, it returns $1.36. But in the times that it, all that extra money that it returns is when it wins, mm-hmm. right? It's not like you're 64 cents, which you're losing 36 cents on the dollar every time you play it. It's because it min cashes often enough to keep you... It's still highly unprofitable, but my lineup you'd see doesn't cash ninety-two percent of the time, right? So it's kind of putting in a dollar, getting back zero. Putting in a dollar, getting back zero. But putting in a dollar, getting back one hundred and fifty bucks, coming in, you know, eighth place, right? Something like like that. That happens more frequently. So that's how you have to think in terms of the the expected value of lineups. But that's what I mean by dead money, James. So a lot of people, when they hear that, they think, oh, people that are just completely, completely dumb and, and put in, you know, sometimes we see reserve lines that people don't even fill out, mm-hmm. right? Like that's dead money. It's like, no, dead money is heavily chalky, the best play lineups that have, that just, they, they just don't have enough relative value to win often enough. If, right. if ever, you could run the simulation 10,000 times and it literally never comes in the top 10 yet people you'll see and you'll download the csv and you'll see tons of lineups like that to me that's that's the edge 
That's that. That's where the twenty three percent that number you come in. Like that's mm-hmm. like out of that twenty three percent, there's only like maybe five percent that's like like real the really dead lineups. Like literally not a lineup that can like score points. Right, right. Lineups that half the team is is like is not even playing. You're getting right. automatic zeros. Yeah. Michael Dampier asks: uh, Is one of the problems that so many states now allow online sports gambling? So it's cannibalizing the dead money going to DFS. No, I, if you take a look at the the user growth for DraftKings, it's actually up. Yeah, right. So participate the, the the actual the con the prize pools in every sport year after year are up. Mm-hmm. Now they're getting more and more top heavy, which I'm not a big fan of, but they're actually going up. So it to me, I've always thought even when when uh, uh, Papsa was uh, struck down, and you know these states were going to legalize sports betting that's to me sports betting only helps dfs it's not the other way around it's not the oh now that now that i could i could bet on sports i don't have to play dfs anymore like to me sports betting gives more oh let me oh what's this dfs thing right i'm already betting on the platform oh and people know fantasy football so like they understand the concept of fantasy it's a little bit more work so uh, to me the user growth goes up but where is that money going to me, the money's going into GPPs. It's not going into double ups and head to heads, right? Yeah. And DFS degenerate uh, asks. So, with MLB being a daily sport and NFL being a weekly sport, it's not completely weekly because you have showdowns and stuff. Uh, do you plan to play a week's worth of your bankroll? Yes, I, I play. Yeah. I play a heavier percentage of my bankroll in NFL than I do in a daily sport like MLB or NBA. But it's not necessarily because it's weekly. It's because it's much, much softer. Well, I play eight to 10% per week instead of the three to 4% or three to 5% that I play for daily sports simply because there's less weeks. Like there, there's just less opportunities. And I, yeah, I but, think- but, but, but James, you're, you're doing that. See, we have to preface it, preface this with we're both profitable players. Right. So, but it's not that like, if, if, if you take away that fact, it's one of those correlation versus causation things. Like, oh, you only win because you play 150 lineups. It's like, no, the, the only people that survive playing 150 lineups are people that play 150 good lineups, and that's why they play 150, right? right. So it's the same type of thing. Like, if you're a losing player, like, oh, I'm going to triple up the amount I play during NFL season, you're just going to, it's going to be, you're going to lose three times as much. It's, yeah, it's You're just going to be it's, dead two months in. <laughs> right, you're not doing it because, oh, well, you only have 18 weeks. I'm doing it more to the fact that NFL is so much softer mm-hmm. than all the other sports. I need to make as much money as I can as quickly as possible when I have the edge. So like, instead of playing during MLB and NBA, I'm playing like 1%, 2% like per slate or something like that, somewhere in that range. And in NFL, I'm playing like six to 8%, mm-hmm. five to seven. It depends in the beginning, in the first week of the season. I mean, I could, It'll get close. It could it could be ten percent. And you know will, how conservative you know how conservative I am. I do. Yeah, but I, I mean I, I can't pass that. I I that first month of NFL season. It just it's to me it's it, I I've never got. I mean, you could get unlucky. I mean yes, you could still make you know do make good lineups and lose to bad players. But mm-hmm. the past three years of NFL September is I think I think the first. Because I've done NFL for three full seasons. The half a season I played didn't include the first month of the season. So I can't include that. Uh, that's why I wanted that cohort analysis in, in Roto Tracker. Mm-hmm. I believe my, my, uh, the first year 
uh, of playing NFL. Like if there were four weeks in a season, I mean, in a, in a September, uh, I think over three years, I've only had two losing weeks in September. So it was something like, like three and one, four and oh, three and one or something the past three years. Uh, and maybe that's a little bit, you know, positive variance in my way, a little bit. Uh, but it, you compare that to December, compared to November, like December, I'm like break even. November, I'm like break even. October, I'm small profit. But it all, to, to me, it all comes down to the feel. It has to. I'm not doing anything different yet for three years. And I'm just, and I'm talking about cash games. Because obviously, you know, like I won the slant in October. I won a thing in December. I mean, that's obviously going to, you know, inflate everything. I'm just talking about cash games. That Septembers are just like, why Why wouldn't I? Like, I, what? instead of me playing, let's say I played $10,000 in cash games a week for 18 weeks. That's $180,000. Like, wouldn't it make more sense knowing that this it's easier money earlier yeah start by playing you know 15 to eighteen thousand, and then maybe by the end you're not even playing cash i mean like if you're going to allocate that money that way like i'd rather i mean that's what you should be doing in general you shouldn't even from a slate to slate basis in any sport you should reduce and you should increase and decrease your volume depending on how much edge you think you have mm -hmm. there are some mlb slates that i look at and i go I don't know where the edge is here. There may be, but I, I can't, I don't see anything to identify completely. Do I want to be playing the same? If I'm playing a thousand dollars a day, like, do I just play a thousand dollars a day, regardless of what I think my edge is? No, you'd play $1,500 someday. You play $300 some other days. Maybe you sit out some days and you play 2000. Like it doesn't have to be the percentage. Now on, as a trend line, it should be about a percentage of your bankroll. But on a day-to-day -day basis, you may, yeah, I mean, it may be the type of thing during NFL season, who knows, week nine or something like that. Maybe based on your projections, you feel that the field is completely overvaluing someone, right? And, and totally undervaluing some other team. And it's like, well, it's the same process I've gone through every other week. And because I see this big disparity, this big inefficiency in the market, like I'm going to double down on it. Yet on the next week, you may look and you go, Let's see what the consensus is around the industry. Oh, I agree with everything, right? The projections agree with everything and everyone else agrees with everything. Like, like, oh, I'm going to, uh, everyone's, ca it's going to be one of those collusion weeks. Yeah. Right. It would be like, oh, looks like, uh, looks like everyone's going to have the same cash lineup on, uh, especially on FanDuel. It's like, right? there's a free square running back, wide receiver, tight end, and the defense is too cheap. And you're just like, Guess right. I guess everyone's everyone's paying. Everyone's going to have this one, Devontae Adams, and everyone's going to have this. I mean, because you could pay up Everett McCaffrey, Devontae Adams, and then all the value plays, and and then people are going to be on Twitter or Reddit like like the next day, going, you know, oh, seventy four people are colluding with one another. It's like, yeah, like it's, it was easy to put that's that's. But those are the weeks where I don't want to play. How much volume do I want to play? Right. If anything, I would play the triple ups and the quintuple ups knowing that lineup and playing a two V two to try to beat that lineup. Cause if you beat that lineup, you, you move up on like everyone. Cause there people will be playing it in triple ups and quintuple ups. Like that would be what you do, but it's a slate to slate basis on what you should be doing. Not just a percentage. Yeah. Right. So that's why coming into MLB 
in August. How much of an edge do I have in certain contests? Where should I allocate my bankroll? Should knowing that preseason NFL, especially cash games, there may be some casual, there may end up being some casual money. And there's a, such a big, if you don't understand what to do in, in preseason, especially the first two weeks, like you're dead, especially in cash games, yeah. right? And GBPs is hard as hell as it is because no one's playing the whole game. Yeah, it's just a variance fest in GBPs. Right, right. But I mean, the scores aren't that high because not no one plays the whole game. But in cash games, I, I, I played preseason NFL before and I, I'll sell $109 head-to-heads on, on DraftKings and then open up the, the player's lineup and see, see a stack. Julio Jones. Right, right, right. You'll see, you'll see a, a starting wide receiver that isn't even playing. But I'm, I'm, not, I'm just talking about, I'll see wide receivers. Look, James, I'll see wide receivers. Right, yeah, no, exactly. Right, I mean, like, right, right preseason NFL ca- cash games is pretty much you play four quarterbacks and two defenses or something. You play three quarterbacks, two defenses, and a kicker. Like you're not, you're barely ever even playing running backs and wide receivers because they're playing like a quarter each. Yeah. And you could play like both, like, oh, one quarterback's going to play one half and this other quarterback's going to play the other half. And that's like guaranteed points. And the defenses are always on the field. Right. Even the kickers, sometimes you can't play because they they're oh, we're going to play two kickers this game. <laughs> right. But like, that's a cash game strategy. Obviously in, in GPPs, you're looking for whoever happens to score the touchdowns. But to me, that's an end. So why shouldn't I be playing those head-to-heads rather than MLB that day? Right? Yeah, because on, on, on a whatever so pre- on Sunday, pre- yeah. preseason, Saturday preseason, of course. Well, I, I did want to preface, preface really quick. Well, I mean, I guess clarify. When, I, when I'm playing 8 to 10% in NFL of my bankroll, it's because I actually play dedicated cash games. Like I don't, I don't dedicate cash games in NBA or in uh, MLB, especially not in MLB because I think that's hilarious. But like in NFL, my ROI in cash games in NFL is ridiculous because, because it's so soft. So like that eight to 10%, I'm still probably playing maybe four to 5% of my bankroll in GPPs, but then I'm also ramping up the other 5% in the cash games, which is something that I don't usually dedicate to. So at NFL, I... But it's I dramatically, understand. but James, you, you, you see with the cash games, it's dramatically like, it's not, but I'm, I'm not saying it's a walk in the park. It's not 2012 DFS anymore, but, no, in, but comparison, in comparison to NBA and MLB and to all the other sports, NFL, NFL double ups feel almost like, like you could get something wrong and, and be fine. You can, you, yeah, you can get multiple things wrong and be fine because like, <laughs> 30% of the field in the massive like $5 double up for NFL. I legitimately think that like 25 to 30% of that field is just wrong. And that's like, they, they just don't know how to play it because like, I think, and, and I, I don't mean to make fun of newer players, but like, I think that newer players will see the $5 and see that it's like a lot of entries and they'll be like, Oh, this is like one of those, like, like my mom did it last year, you know, like she entered. Well, she the $5. thinks it's a GPP, but it's yeah. Not. Like my mom did it last year. She she entered the five dollar double up, thinking it was a GPP, and she took first in the five dollar <laughs> double up. And she's like, "Look, I took first. I'm like, Mom, I'm so sorry. That doesn't mean anything. <laughs> you should have entered that in like in this contest. But like, there are so many novice and and new and casual players that 
legitimately just do not know what they are playing. And so I think in that, like, especially in those huge double ups that you really only get for NFL, I, I don't even think you're really competing with a full field. I think you're competing with maybe needing to beat 25% of people that know what they're doing and then place in that 51st percentile and just move on. So it's, it really is. I understand why there's guys like, like JM to win and like Levitan and those guys who play specifically NFL and focus on NFL all year because the edge is so, so, so good in NFL. If you know what you're doing. Okay. Someone from the chat, Matt Schlow. I, I went to the, my, my, my dates page and sorted by pride. I could look at like the, the months. You got like a little workaround, I guess, to like sort oh, okay. by the profit. And we could see here that, I mean, look, look at NFL season. I mean, this is obviously including GPPs or whatever. October to October, September, October. Here's a March, December. We just, if we just take a look, like, okay, let me, let me go by, go by head to heads. Let's see. Cause I don't, okay, let me, let me go by, or, or just NFL. No, we really can't go by NFL because that's the whole point of comparing it. Let's see. What's the what's the best way to do this? Well, let me go by choose category. Let's go head to heads. Okay. So let's see. From a head to head perspective, September 2018. So here's a September. September 2016. So I wasn't even playing NFL then. So it also includes basketball. Yeah, this is yeah, it's almost hard to separate this. Still, it's still mostly NFL months when it comes to this stuff. Yeah, I wish I just I could sort by. Yeah, yeah, I'm not going to be able to do it. This, it's not going to work linearly this way. We we should talk to the to the Roto Tracker guys. Yeah, but why would you ever need? I mean, would you want? I mean, other than this exact purpose, <laughs> right? Other than like, this literal example, right? Right. Here. Then I, I I don't know. I want to know how I do Februarys. Uh, okay, I, I, I guess maybe it could be useful. I I don't know. Uh, but yeah, going because going it, it's it's mixed with everything. So like even if I go to head to head, choose a sport NFL ad, because obviously it's going to be obviously it's only going to show NFL months. Right. The whole point is to compare it to other sports. Right. Right, so I don't, I don't want to sort it by that. So yeah, in NFL, September 2020, yeah, yeah, that was a negative month for me. And yeah, but this is not, yeah, it, yeah. It, even if I put in head to heads, the September 2019 losing month in head to heads, but I think I won in GP, I won in uh, in double ups on that month. September 2018 was great. That was like, I was undefeated then. Right. I haven't played NFL for that long. 18, 19, and 20. Right. And at 17 was I, the end of the season. And I played GPPs. So there you go. I don't think, because you can, the one thing, the one thing that they should do, James and Roto Tracker, is give me, you know, has this, is the category. Have a category that's head-to-head plus double ups, plus triple ups, like plus like 
Because you're almost always playing the same lineup in head-to-heads that you are in double-ups. So I want that combined because you can't do that combined. Right? That's kind of weird. You would think they would just have a cash game filter. Yeah, but what do people consider, quote, cash? I mean, like, what? I think that, like, the industry standard on cash games, head-to-heads, double-ups, triple-ups. Right. So there should be a bucket for that. There should be a... Because obviously these are all the types. I mean, so I, I don't I'll blame them. But even leagues, it's like leagues, like that, that's three mans. Three mans, five mans, ten mans, those are all leagues. So would you consider that to be cash games? Right. I, I think anybody playing in a league's format is probably somebody I, will, I would want to play cash games against. No, but leagues are like three mans. Right. So yeah, why I would, would still consider that a cash game. Right. I'd still, I mean, I guess, I guess I would enter my cash game lineup into it. I'm not sure if I would consider it an actual cash game, but I would enter my cash game into it, like my cash lineup. Matt Schlow asks, how much volume dollars do you generally play in NFL slate and cash? In the beginning of the season, typically it could be the, at least the past two years, maybe eight to $10,000. It depends on how much good action I get. Like I said, I want to sell as many head-to-heads as I can to weaker players. So. Yeah. That, that's where the disparity comes in. I mean, it's, I don't purposely go in and go, got to enter all the double ups in the lobby. I don't, I don't do that. I start with the head to heads. I enter the largest double ups. Oh yeah. That they post in the lobby to start. Cause I, it's going to fill up some volume. And then I, I let it sit there. And then a lot of times I'm filling up my cash volume Sunday morning. Right. Yeah. I'm, I'm not, ent- I'm not entering the, I'm not entering 23, 22 man double ups on Wednesday afternoon for a Sunday slate. Like most likely sharper players are coming in, coming in, coming in, coming in. I'll wait to the end. Right. I'll wait till my head to heads. Maybe I get, maybe I could end up posting more head to heads. Right. So like sometimes some, maybe my volumes uh, on that week is going to be 5,000. Maybe it's going to be 10,000. Who knows? Cause I'm posting two fifteens and one Oh nine. I don't know. Sometimes yeah. they get taken. Sometimes they don't get taken. Sometimes five get taken. Sometimes one get taken. I have no idea. I'm not gonna. I'm not going to enter money in unless I believe I have an edge. So there's no number for it. There may be a limit, right? A percentage, probably ten percent of my total bankroll, probably, which I typically never hit. But there's no like. If I mean, it's the same thing in soccer. Like so I consider soccer my best sport, but the lobby is so sharp, right? That on on a Saturday I post my head dads, and if they get taken, maybe I play two thousand dollars in volume, and if they don't get taken, I'm playing five hundred dollars in volume. So I'm not aiming for that percentage. I'm wh- why am I going to go in and go? Well, I normally play two thousand dollars because that's an X percentage of my bankroll. So let me take a five hundred dollar head to heads with the the, uh, the sharpest player in the lobby, like like just to fill it out. Like, no, it, if I don't have an edge, there's no point. If I only, if I only end up with 120 bucks then it's only 120 bucks at that point, once it goes down to that level, then you start questioning whether or not you should even play the sport of those slates anymore. Right. They're doing the same amount of work for less, you know, less return, but same thing in NFL. I'm not, I'm not, I'm, I'm not going. If it ends up being 8,000, fine. It's 8,000. If it's 10,000, it's 6,000. It's, it's whatever it happens happens to be. By the end of the season, it's typically much lower, right? The, you know, December. A lot of times, my cash volume is like three thousand bucks, four thousand bucks. If that, sometimes it may not even be that. 
go, yeah, I post the head to heads and nothing gets taken or, you know, all right. Obviously I could auto match, but I know I don't want to do that because I look at the, the lobby and the head to head lobby and go, okay, there's no one here that no one here that's worth playing. Right. Yeah. Even if you think you're slightly better than someone, you're not better than the 10% rate that you can take out of it. So you just don't even bother. And that's when you start putting more money into GPPs. Right. So vice versa, just like the first, the first week of NFL season, I will play way more cash games than I will GPPs. I'll still play plenty of GPPs, but if I could sell plenty of, if I could get randos to take my head to heads to me, that's the easiest money. Cause I mean, the return on that is, I mean, probably 10, 20% on those types of head to heads and you can't beat that. Right. Okay. A1 beast mode. Well, I don't know why you keep on asking about, can you break down your cash team from yesterday? If you haven't learned by now, then I'm sorry, then you probably should stop listening to the show. <sighs> it's just the optimal. Well, I didn't even play. I, like, I, I, we literally had a discussion for a half an hour on why I don't play cash games on DK anymore. Right. right? And what am I going to break down? I take the projections, whatever the highest optimal lineup is, I play it. There's nothing to break down. What's there to break down? I never understand the question. So I know either you stop at either, either you understand it or you stop asking the question. And if you don't stop asking the question, we'll just ban you from the channel. If you want that. There's a lot of people that have the problem of thinking there's so much more deeper than that. And, and it's like, even. I don't felt like how, you know, you know, James, how long do you think it takes me to make my uh, NFL cash lineup on su- Sunday morning? Uh, not long. Two minutes. It takes long. MLB, it takes literally five seconds. Uh, NFL cash games. mm, Five minutes. Three minutes. Three to five minutes. I, I like to take a little bit of a different approach to cash games In NFL. I like to try to play just the highest owned. You do that in MLB. You do that. I also do that in MLB, but just speaking specifically to NFL. So it takes me a little longer because there are, in NFL, th- there's more chalk. In no, NFL- I do the same thing. That's well. That's why James. That's why I said. That's why it takes me. Right. I'm not playing the straight. Like I, I subscribe to the Blitz. Like I'm not playing Cardi's Blitz Optimal most weeks. I'm playing something very. Cl- I mean, truthfully, it's probably pretty close to it. One v one or a two v two. Right. But yeah, with 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 MLB, I mean, I can just straight up just take the chalk and and just put it in. Right. With NFL. It's a, there's a little bit more nuance to it because there's maybe like two wide receivers that are both going to be around 40% owned and are both in the same, like they're, they're both about the same price and you have to make a decision there. NBA is the hardest for, for my strategy personally, because like you have to look at so much chalk and decide of like, there's like three B threes that can happen with that strategy in NBA. And that, that starts to get a little bit tough, but yeah, it's not hard. Man. I I spend 98%, 99% of my time on GPPs. I don't, I don't build I don't build a cash lineup until like five minutes for watch ups. I do it a little bit a little bit earlier because typically I'm I'm running typically like 12, 1230, right? So like 30 minutes before. Yeah. Yeah. But never I, I mean I, I don't spend I, I I don't even consider I have a dummy lineup in my cash games mm-hmm. until 20 minutes for luck. And that's the last thing that I do. It is the stone last thing that I do. Everything else is GPPs. Everything right. else. Right. Typically, typically what I do, uh, I bought typically Sunday by Sunday night, 
by by Saturday night. That's why I do the the Saturday streams during NFL. Yeah, I set because finally we get those Saturday like uh, injury reports and the practice reports and injury designations. And then I make my if I'm building a hundred, one hundred and fifty lineups or whatever for large field stuff. That's what I'm doing. That yeah, I may tweak that in the morning, the next you know Sunday morning, but then Sunday morning, once inactives come in for the early games. So like 1130 Eastern, that's when I make my, I hand build my small field stuff. Okay. So my power sweep, my spy, like if I'm playing one entry into the wildcat, you know, like I may have three or four lineups, five lineups. So I, I, and I could spend on just those five lineups an hour. I'll spend more than that. Yeah. Right. But I'm just saying enough time where, cause I can't just, it's not like large field where it's just like, I'm going to try a whole bunch of different, different stuff, right? Here, it's like, okay, I need to, what's, how is the ownership going to depend, to differ in this contest versus the other contest? So I, I put together those lineups. And then after I do all those five lineups, then I put together my cash lineup. And I go, it's like, okay, what are the best values? What did, I mean, I just, essentially a lot of times it's like, okay, let me run, run the optimizer, run the, run the optimal and go, well, I, no matter what I want to, I want, I want this guy in. Right, I'd rather you know, I'd rather block with this guy in in the running back slot than play the slightly higher projected optimal. So I'll lock him in and then run it again and see. It's like, well, how much how much projection am I really giving up? Uh, what 0.8 points? Yeah. And I like this lineup better. Done. Enter it like that. There, there's the cash lineup process, right? I mean, some sometimes sometimes maybe you have to decide whether or not like if some defense is going to be super like 60% owned defense. And it's the most variant position on the board. It's like, do I want to be burned by not playing this defense? Right. And sometimes it's like, okay, what, what, let me lock in the defense everyone's playing and seeing what, what that lineup looks like. And I compare the two lineups and I go, what's the projection difference versus how much variance there is. And maybe, and, may, and those are the decisions. Do I go one way or the other? I don't know, but I'll, that's what takes me the three minutes to do. As and, opposed to MLB and NBA, where literally I press a button and enter that. I mean, like it's there's, there's most of most of the time uh, it takes to put in the lineup is actually putting in the lineup than actually coming up. There's no there's no thought process. Just and a lot of the time, like after you've built those five lineups, you have analyzed so much data and so many situations that like building out that cash lineup is just right. Just that's quick. You already have it. You you already like. After you build those five lineups, you know where everybody's going to go. You know what the leverage points are. You know who is going to be like the best values you should be focusing on. You know the ownership of all these different players. And then you can run the optimal and you can say, okay, like I already know that six of these guys are like, that they're the cash game plays. What what other decisions do I have to make? Block it running back, rerun. Okay, there's one. That, right. Or decide between a very a wide receiver tight end 2v2. Right? Right. Do I pay up at what tight end? and play a cheap 4k wide receiver or do I pay up at wide receiver and play a cheap tight end? And you see the difference between the projection is like a quarter of a point. Yep. And the ownership is virtually the same. Yep. And it's like, once you get to those decisions, you could flip a coin. I mean, then, then it's flip fun. a coin time. Right. <laughs> That's it. Right. Nothing people special. O- people overcomplicate this. Yep. Right. Yep. Okay. James pay dirt underscore DFS. Yeah, people could go paydirtdfs.com. People could go and see your uh, broken NFL model, right? Yeah, yeah, people people will be able to go see. Well, actually, right now I do have a season long NFL model up um, for subscribers, which is 
built How does in the like season long work and it, the, the, the daily won't work when you'd run it yeah well no that's what's gonna happen exactly so i have a season long one which works and then the daily one will be broken and then they can see both of them right like they can see the broken model and they can see the working model but i i do have that and um i still have esports gonna be dedicated to esports over the next couple of weeks obviously love esports gonna be dedicated to mlb um and just getting ramped up for uh for nfl hopefully We'll have a uh, a rebuild of the site. I'm in the middle of transferring over to WordPress right now because I want to do finally. You're not using Ghost, right? Because now you, now you're learning. Okay. Well, that I I've wanted to do it for a while. It's just like I I'm I'm I don't want to be web developer. I'm tired of being web. I'm you didn't tired even know where... how to set your domain name. What? You didn't even know how to set your domain name. No, I don't. No, I don't want to. I don't want to know those things. So I. You don't know. You don't know PHP. I, I know enough PHP to be able to work with it. I don't know enough of it to be like able to say I know PHP. You know what I mean? Okay. Like I, I know what it is. I know how to do things in it, but like I don't actually know what to do with it. So I have somebody else helping me with it. Um, hopefully it'll be done in the next couple of weeks and then I can transfer that over. And um, that way I can like offer some cool things for NFL that I've wanted to offer on Ghost that I just haven't been able to. So looking forward to that. Right. You're, you're now you're on my, you're, you're entering my plane of coding experience. Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to pass you real soon. No, you're probably, cause I don't care anymore. So <laughs> right? I don't improve my, my web development skills. Right. I like all these new languages that are, I have no, I have no idea. Script, yeah. And it's all scripted. It's not even, these aren't programming languages. They're right now. Scripting languages. They're markup languages. They're batch processing languages. Yeah. I don't, I don't know actual, actual object oriented programming at all. Okay, if you guys want to check out uh, it, all, all the strategy stuff, it's all game theory. This is all game theory. It applies to every sport. It applies to any game. It's not even DFS, any game. It's all about expected value. It's all about game objectives, player selection, uh, leverage, correlation, construction, risk management, exploits, psychology, the theory of daily fantasy sports. It's a 15-hour audio masterclass. Me and James, it's all structured, right? You can probably watch most of these shows, right? Go back and listen to hundreds of hours and probably get tidbits of like everything that's in this course. Or you can have a nice structured like seminar type of thing you could put in your ears, go jogging. You can listen to over and over again, 15 hours. Go to theory of daily, theoryofdfs.com. How to think like a DFS player, the theory of daily fantasy sports. And, uh, Got the dog days of baseball coming up. Seven game baseball slate tonight. You can always sign up to Roto Grinders Premium. Clicking on the link in the description, getting $10 off your first month. I'm in, I'm in the back chat in the Discord. And uh, we got we got Grinders Live coming up later today, 5:30 on YouTube. So hit that notification bell to know when we go live. 6:30 crunch time. That's for premium members. Uh, and uh, and we'll see what happens on this seven game slate tonight. And I'll be back to review it as I always do tomorrow and every Monday through Friday at 11 o'clock Eastern on the DFS pregame show on rotogrinders.com.